Welcome to the Lloyd's List podcast. I'm Michelle V.C. Bachman, Senior Analyst with Lloyd's List Intelligence and Markets Editor at Lloyd's List. This is the second in a special series of the podcast to be broadcast this week to introduce our listeners to the seven candidates standing for election for the position of Secretary General at the International Maritime Organization. The vote takes place on Tuesday, July 18, and the winner will take the helm of the IMO at a pivotal time in its 70-year history. We've talked to Panama's candidate, Arsenio Dominguez, and you can find that podcast on the Lloyd's List website. And today, we meet Mina Kivimaki from Finland. Mina is currently the Permanent Secretary of the Ministry of Transport and Communications. She made time to visit the Lloyd's List London office back in June as she launched her bid with a cruise along the Thames River. I caught up with her at the beginning of a very busy day. Thank you, and thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really honoured to be here, and I'm really honoured actually to be a candidate for Finland uh, for a very important post of IMO Secretary General. And, and my background is a very long uh, civil service in the in the service of the Finnish government. So I've been al- already working for more, almost 30 years uh, in, for the Finnish government. Um, I started actually in, in the maritime issues, and then I was a long-time maritime councillor for for the Ministry of Transport and Communications, and and then began my public service career actually being a delegate of Finland to the IMO. Uh, so um, I, I think ever since then, shipping and maritime affairs have been with me uh, in in different uh, roles that I've had and afterwards, and and uh, I believe that um, that's also a sort of. Uh, uh, love for this industry and, and shipping that's carried uh, through and I, I, I uh, throughout my career and, and I, I think this industry is something that is very much kind of lifeline to Finland of course uh, we are totally dependent on, on sea transport for our trade 90% of our trade mm-hmm. goes by sea and it's also I, I think uh, really uh, the trade that services or global trade so keeps the world moving so I, I always uh, and cherish that uh, myself. So over the years I've been working in different uh, positions um, in many management roles also in the Finnish uh, administration so for the Ministry of Transport and Communications but also serving as our Finland's deputy permanent representative to the EU. Uh, so I've done a kind of uh, not only maritime which I have kept all the way with me but also um, transport policy uh, in a wider perspective uh, so doing all transport modes and now I'm all also doing communications policies and, and uh, I think that in my per- present role as permanent secretary I'm kind of responsible for connecting people and, and goods and, and so it's either physical or digital connections that I'm, I'm responsible for at the moment. Now. I think it's fair to say that Finland's candidate was kind of a last-minute surprise to, to many. When were you tapped on the shoulder, and, and who? Who did? How did it happen? Well, I, I think it was a longer process behind that. Uh, mm. I, I think we were thinking about it in, in Finland, and, and uh, especially I, I think we have been now trying to be very active in IMO as Finland also. So we try to kind of contribute from our part uh, to making uh, sure that IMO will remain successful as a leading global regulator and, and uh, uh, so we were thinking about it but I, I think we were also kind of seeing um, a better 
whether there would be other European candidates perhaps in, in the race and, and uh, wanting to make sure that there's no clashes in, in, in that uh, respect. So uh, that's why it, it took a bit long. But I, I think there was a mental process behind it right. already for a longer time. Now, of course, this role of, of Secretary General is going to be a really important one, more so for the unification of views and positions that, that need to be found. Mm. Um, how would you approach that difficult task and, and, and help the IMO reach consensus on a range of issues from decarbonisation to digitalisation and, and many safety issues? Well, I, I think that I've always believed that a global industry really needs uh, global action. And um, I do have a very big respect towards IMO. Uh, I, I, I think that it's not easy, of course, to find really um, solutions and agreement with so many member states uh, kind of sitting together. But I always found that IMO has kind of been guided by the spirit of really trying and, and to find solutions together and, and really a will uh, to kind of find the way forward. And I, I think that's something that we need to really uh, kind of safeguard also in the future. I, I, I think, yes, you can, say, you can see that IMO sometimes have been uh, said that it works slowly. And, and, um, and I, I think that over the years, of course, things have getting much more complicated. Um, IMO used to be a very professional, very, very kind of expert mm. organization, but I, I think that now you see that uh, geopolitics are coming much more to the fore, mm. uh, also in the IMO, so it's, it's much more complicated. But I, I, I think that uh, what we need to see that, and what I'm seeing now, um, looking at the maritime cluster um, in Finland and elsewhere as well, I, I'm seeing that, I'd say that for example, a very ambitious climate action, uh, it, it presents not only challenges, but really immense opportunities also. And, and I, I think we need to really kind of lift and emphasize that size of things and, and try to uh, also make sure and enable that the shift happens uh, with everybody on board. And, and I, I really think that we should also very pragmatically look at what we can do to help everybody to tap into this potential. Mm. So I'm talking about the building uh, capacity building measures mm. and other technical assistance. I, I think IMO could be even more active there. And, and I, I think, of course, it's the member states that are, are the decision and policy makers in the IMO. That's, that's mm. clear. So the role of the Secretariat and, and the Secretary General, I, I think, would and could be a very uh, big support and asset in, in, this, mm. uh, in bringing together the member states, really engaging with them. And I, I, I think that would be something uh, I would like to be very active in really talking to everybody, bringing them together, and not only well, during the mm. committee meetings, but I, I think mm. especially between the committee meetings. Now, the other question I had was just looking at the, the Secretariat um, in general. Um, the IMO budget, is it enough? Does it need to be increased? What are your views on managing the, the Secretariat? Well, first of all, on the budget, I, I think in my almost 30 years in the service of, of government and administration, uh, I've never trusted <laughs> the budgets to increase. So yeah. I, I think that's something I, I've learned to be really realistic about. And, and I, I think that every administration really needs to kind of make do uh, with that. And, and uh, I, I think it's vital that IMO continues really to manage uh, the financial resources very effectively and, and really in responsible and sustainable manner. So I'm not thinking about budget mm. increases at all. Um, 
also I think the finances, of course, we need to discuss that, but I, I think um, kind of long-term strategic donor relationships and other sources can be explored, but I, I think that there we need to be really kind of very careful uh, mm -hmm. and also very uh, open and transparent. And I, I think the member states really need to know where the money comes from and, and where it's spent on. And, and uh, that's very important as well. So the transparency in funding is, is really a key. Uh, so um, that's kind of starting uh, starting point. Um, uh, when in a general way, um, I would say that I have now a very a long and wide uh, administrative experience in different management roles in, in the Finnish government. And, and uh, I believe very much on equality, good governance and uh, transparency and they are really core values uh, for myself uh, uh, and uh, if elected I, I really would build on, on that in the IMO Secretariat as well. And then for, for me leadership is also very much um, about working with people, uh, working uh, uh, to motivate group of experts and, and really skilled professionals to make sure that everybody can give their really full potential to their work and I, I, I think the encouraging cooperation and, and also working cross sectors in the secretariat mm. could mm. actually not only help the secretariat to be more efficient uh, but also perhaps help the IMO decision making to break some silos because we see that uh, all the issues are now very much across the board also mm. uh, between the committees. So I, I think effectiveness but also very human-faced leadership is needed in the IMO and, and uh, um, this would be something that I'm I'm really kind of myself valuing very much. Well, I'm glad you raised transparency because one of the most frustrating things for me um, as a, somebody that's reported on the IMO for nearly 20 years, mm. I have to say, is the lack of transparency. For example, I can't get access to you, the IMO's annual report. It's not publicly mm. provided. And the accountability um, is also, it makes it very difficult. Um, there are reporting, media reporting rules. They have, they have diminished um, over the years. Um, but there's no guarantee of online meetings. All the transparency options that you see in other UN agencies aren't necessarily there at the IMO. I mean, would you make the, the annual report available as the Secretary-General? Uh, Secretary well, I, I think this is really, really important uh, issue that we need to uh, tackle. And, and uh, of course, IMO, like all the UN organs, mm. are actually what the member states make of it. Mm. Uh, but I, I think the Secretariat is really somebody that is up for the Secretariat to stand for the UN ideals, mm. really uh, to work for better service for the global community as a whole and, and uh, I, I think transparency and accountability are really at the core of that. So um, I, I think there's room for improvement um, and um, when it comes to transparency in IMO I, I would be really working hard uh, mm. on, on that. I think there has been a lot has been done during the recent years. I, I know mm. that it's not perfect at all mm. yet but, uh, but uh, a um, lot has been done to increase the transparency of the committee meetings. Um, but I, I think that I would really, as, a, as a Secretary General, if I would be elected to continue uh, on, on that work and, and also try to increase the transparency of the Secretariat's work towards mm. member states, because I, I think there is a kind of um, two phases of transparency. It's, it's from IMO to the outside world, which needs to be tackled, and, and also then the internal transparency between the Secretariat and the Member States that needs to be worked at. 
So yes, I, I, I'm, I'm really a strong believer of in, in transparency myself. Now, earlier in the podcast, Mina talked about how geopolitics affected decision-making at the IMO to a greater degree than before, especially when it came to climate change debates. This podcast was recorded before a crucial meeting to revise shipping's greenhouse gas emissions reduction strategy held last week. I asked how she would or could work to repair these fault lines should she be elected as Secretary-General. Well, as I said, I, I, I think uh, the Secretariat's role would really be to engage and, and make the member states talk with each other. Whatever um, uh, decision we managed to achieve in, in July, uh, and, and I hope it's a very good, ambitious one, because I, I think that's for the IMO really vital. Mm. But then, next years, we will have a lot of things to do to implement it and to deliver. And I, I, I think there we need to also respect the other, all the different uh, kind of uh, perspectives and, and uh, starting points. And, and as I said, I, I think that we need to have, find a very pragmatic ways to bring everybody on board. But, but of course, I, as I said, uh, the member states will be the decision makers, but the secretariat's role could be actually be a very active professional expertise uh, bringing to the table that. And, and I, I think that also um, maybe the new secretary general needs to put the neck on, <laughs> online for a bit to really get people talking to each other, not pass each other, uh, not only among the kind of like-minded groups, but really talk with each other. And I, I think Secretary General can, can play a really big role there. Okay, change of tack. Diversity and inclusion. Three female candidates for the IMO Secretary General's position. Absolutely amazing that in its 70-year history, there's never been a woman uh, Secretary General. And then when I look at the gender and diversity um, numbers for the IMO, lots of, lots of old men. What are you going to do about that? Well, I think it's very good that we have three excellent mm. female candidates. Now, I, I think it's a, already a big signal uh, mm. that things are moving. <coughs> um, but last week we celebrated the uh, IMO um, International Day for Women in mm. Maritime and, and mm. uh, I was thinking of this a lot and, and uh, of course across the board in, in the maritime industry if you see that there's 2% of women working. I, I think we need to really tackle this and, and I'm, I'm really happy that IMO has actually put this now very much um, mm. I, I think uh, higher on the agenda. And, and uh, what we feel, uh, coming from Finland, where we actually have 20% uh, female working mm. in the maritime, which is not not much, but it's still yeah. <laughs> well, something. And, and I think we yeah. still need a really a lot to do in, in Finland. But, but what we feel is that, that the gender uh, equality and diversity uh, in general, uh, mm. I think, are really the kind of prerequisites for, for sustainability of the industry, whether mm. it's economical, whether it's social or ecological uh, mm. sustainability. Uh, I think this is an agenda we need to work really hard on. And, and I, I think that's part of the also one, one issue we have been talking a lot about the sustainability in a ecological mm. uh, manner, matters, but I, I think in, in socially balanced and also economically um, kind of prosperous industry, we need to really tackle this because we need to have the old talent and, and uh, all the kind of skilled and competent people coming into mm. the, uh, this sector as well in the future. Otherwise, it's uh, not going to work. So I, I think this is absolutely a key area. 
Yes, I'm all for one for, for getting a better gender balance in the, in the maritime sector and I'm not sure where the IMO secretariat stands on percentage wise. Do you happen to have any idea? where they are? Uh, yeah, I think overall in the, in the IMO Secretariat the balance is quite good. If you look at yeah. as a total, but mm. then if you look at the management positions, yeah, yeah it's a different story. Yeah. Yes, very, very different. So I'm sort of doing some number crunching of the, the seven candidates. I was talking with um, the other, your, one of the Finland uh, delegation earlier. Your numbers are looking okay and it, Maybe it's going to come down to the second round. How do you, how do you feel about your chances? Well, I, I think it will be a tough race. Uh, mm. Seven candidates. It will always mm. be. I, I think in the well, uh, I would perhaps think, be very surprised if it would be a one round. No, <laughs> no, no so. I think that's that's, <laughs> that's a given. It's yeah, not going to exactly. be one round. So, but otherwise, yeah. it's it's very hard to hard to tell. Mm. Uh, I, I think it will be a really tough tough race. So mm. we are doing the best campaign we can and I, I think talking with everybody and, and also trying to really kind of put very important issues on the table and, and that's what we are doing now. So not so much concentrating on, yeah. on uh, calculating the numbers yeah. at the moment. What sort of feedback are you getting as you do the rounds? Well, very positive. I, I, I think and, and that's what, that's also kind of um, maybe um, increasing my optimism mm -hmm. <laughs> in, in the IMO uh, because I, I, I think the talks that we've having have been really positive and, and I, I think there's a strong uh, belief in the importance of the IMO work uh, in, in kind of across the board of the member states. So I, I think we've had very, very good, good uh, discussions with everybody. Mina, along with candidates from Bangladesh, China, Dominica, Kenya and Turkey, will be at the IMO next Tuesday morning as the vote begins and Lloyd's List will be there to bring you the news. Stay tuned.